Last week, we looked at a dialogue between Yaksh, who was the guardian of the lake, and Yudhishthir, who went to the lake to get some water. We'll just recap the question that was asked by Yaksh and the answer that was given by Yudhishthir. So Yaksh basically asked Kim nu hitva priyo bhavati, kim nu hitva shochati, kim nu hitvarthavan bhavati, kim nu hitva sukhi bhavet. Translated to English, it would say, what does one renounce to become loved? What does one renounce to be free of sorrow? What does one renounce to become wealthy? And what does one renounce to become happy? So the first two, the Yudhishthir gave the answer of pride and anger, which we looked at last time. The second two, Yudhishthir gave the answer of desire and greed, which is what we will be looking at today. So, Yudhishthir gave the answer that to be wealthy, you have to renounce desire. Now, there are two things in this, desire and wealth. So, in wealth, there are two types of wealth. There's materialistic wealth, which basically consists of material gains, possessions, worldly things that we have or own, and spiritual wealth, which is a rich pool of virtues, compassion, altruism, humility, kindness, and so on. There are also two types of desire, bad and good. Bad desires bring us misery, unhappiness, suffering, pain, sorrow, Bad desires also lead to acts of violence, to crime, to steal, to hurt people. Good desires give us happiness, give us peace of mind. They also lead to acts of being helpful, being nice to people, being friendly, altruistic and so on. So bad desires can give us material wealth. They can't give us spiritual wealth. Good desires, on the other hand, can give us both material wealth and spiritual wealth. If we look at history, we can see a long list of people who had bad desires and because of those bad desires, the actions or decisions they took, the things they did, and the consequences that the other people had to suffer because of that. History also gives us a list of names of people who had good desires. And because of that, the good things that they did. And because of that, the way in which different people benefited 
of the things that they did and the joy it brought to people. Our life should be a mix of both material and spiritual wealth. We need material wealth because we live in a society and you know we have a family to cater for, we have need a roof over our head, <coughs> food, clothes, clothes, shelter and so on. And this comes from accumulating money. So we need to gain material wealth. But we also need to gain spiritual wealth, our inner wealth. We need to cultivate virtues. We need to cultivate altruism. We need to cultivate to be the kind, nice. In material wealth, we can aim for success in life, you know, good education, have a happy family. So we aim for that, and at the same time, we also aim for our inner wealth as well. One should not just aim for material wealth. It's the spiritual wealth that will ultimately give us peace of mind and happiness. So one needs to increase good desires. And that will give us both material as well as spiritual. If a person cultivates more and more bad desires, then obviously down the line it's going to lead to bad consequences for that person. It will also affect in a detrimental way the people associated with that person in their lives. On the other hand, if we cultivate more and more good desires, say by associating ourselves with people who have desires of those good types, by you know talking to them, meeting them, keeping good company with them, developing friendship with them. So we get ideas, we get affected by them, by their good influence, their positive things. We know that keeping in contact with bad people or bad company affects us in that way. Right? So in the same way if we associate ourselves with good people around us, then we too develop good things in our life. If we develop good desires, it gives us the both types of wealth that Yudhishthira spoke of. That we can be materialistically happy and we can also be spiritually happy. His Holiness Pramukh Swami Maharaj used to say, as long as one is under the gravita gravitational pull of worldly desires, one cannot reach God's abode. We know that our ultimate aim is to be with God. But, Pramukh Swami Maharaj says that if we only cultivate worldly desires, we only have bad desires and nothing relating to the spiritual wealth, then it's not going to be possible to reach God's abode, to be with God. He also said, if one conquers a king, one gains his kingdom. If one overcomes pride, the king of all desires, one overcomes bad desires. 
So from what Pramukh Swami Maharaj just said, he has basically linked pride and desire. And he said that pride is basically the king of all desires. Also, we know anger is linked to pride. And desire and greed are also linked with each other. So all four seem to be linked together. Basically, we've got the fantastic four. This is a family of four. Now in this family, we could consider desire and greed as the two children and pride and anger as the two spouses. Now who is the husband and who is the wife? The listener can decide for themselves. So now we will look at greed, which goes hand in hand with pride, uh, with desire. Basically it's two sides of the same coin. So who is the richest man in the world? Who is the richest man in the world? The richest man in the world is the one who is satisfied with what he has. Now for that person, if he has say a million pounds, he's satisfied. Okay, something happens to his business and his wealth drops to half a million, he's still satisfied. Something else happens, his wealth drops to 100,000, still satisfied. His wealth drops to 50,000, still satisfied. If his wealth drops all the way down, he's still satisfied. That's why he is the richest man in the world, the one who is satisfied with what he has. Around 2,000 years ago, the Roman philosopher Lucius Seneca said, if, what's, if what you have seems insufficient to you, then though you possess the world, you will yet be miserable. And this is exactly what Yudhishthira gave as the answer. That if we give up greed, we can be happy. It is said that the earth has enough for every man's need, but not for every man's greed. If we go back to the year 2008, an incident happened in that year. Life was good for people. And this one incident caused a lot of suffering for people all around the world. It affected the economy in a very big way and the people as well, financially. And it's taken a long time for the economy to recover, for the people to recover. In 2008, a very big financial crisis took place because of the collapse of the company Lehman Brothers. 
and the financial impact that that, that that had on the world ran into a huge figure. And it caused a lot, a lot of misery and suffering to people to bring themselves back up to some sort of financial level. So what caused this collapse? Time magazine, in their September 2008 issue, gave a nice explanation in an article. Now the explanation is a bit detailed and long and so on. But basically what that article mentioned as the cause of the collapse of Lehman Brothers, as the cause of this financial crisis, as the cause of the misery and suffering that the people had to endure, the front cover of that particular issue of the magazine sums it up in one sentence. So you got the time cover with time written on top and then the one sentence they wrote, the price of greed. They said that greed basically was at the root cause of this, greed for money. So like it says, the world has enough for every man's need, but not for every man's greed. Bhagwan Swaminarayan has said of greed, that greed is the father of all sin. He says that everything seems to spring forth from greed. Lust can come from greed. Anger can come from greed. Infatuation can come from greed. Deceit can come from greed. Egoism can come from greed. And so on and so on. Gunatitanan Swami has said in his talks about greed that keeping greed appears to give us happiness but in actual fact it ultimately leads to misery. Manfred Ketz de Vries who is a distinguished clinical professor of leadership development and organizational change at INSEED. It's the business school for the world. So he has studied this in depth, greed. And he has said that what are the traits that identify a greedy person. Basically, what is a greedy person like? What do they have in them? How do they live? And so on. So greedy people, one, they lack empathy. They do not care for other people. They care for themselves. If in a household example, there's a limited amount of, say, biscuits that have been freshly made and everybody has a little bit and some, everybody likes it, 
Then in the afternoon when nobody's around, one person comes down and takes a stock for themselves up to their own room because they want to eat it. So greedy people lack empathy. They don't care for anybody else. He said that greedy people are overly self-centered. For them, it's all about me, me, me. And that's it. How do I benefit? How would I gain from this? If I did this to you, what's in it for me? Yeah. Not about what's in it for you as well. But what's in it for me? Yeah. Last time we looked at pride, and I mentioned about Bill Clinton and the meeting that he had with Pramukh Swami Maharaj in Miami. And he mentioned that when he looked into Pramukh Swami Maharaj's eyes, he found a person of integrity. Now, integrity is more than honesty, if we look up the definition in a dictionary. And he said he found a man of integrity. He went on to say that this is a person, Pramukh Swami Maharaj, who hasn't come up in life by putting other people down but he has come up in life by bringing other people up with him. That's empathy. Caring for the people around you. Okay, I'm progressing, you progress with me as well. Yeah. Whereas we see in a corporate world, you know, you have to look after yourself and, and so on. You, know, you have to show that you did this. You know, people write in their emails, I did this, I did that, I held the meeting, I had the idea, I managed the team, I looked after the project. It's all this I and me, I and me. Yeah. So that's the second trait that greedy people have. They're overly self-centered, me, me, me. The other thing he said is that they're never satisfied. They always want more, more and more. Yeah. However much they have, it's not enough. If you look now from a point of mathematics, when does a person reach the word enough? Okay, I've got a thousand pounds. It's not enough. So there's something more. Thousand and one. Ten thousand, hundred thousand, and so on. Okay, a million pounds. It's not enough. Okay, more, more. So when do you actually reach enough? If we look from a mathematics perspective, enough is basically infinity. Because there's nothing more than infinity, so you've reached enough. Now, in mathematics, infinity is not classified as a number. One million pounds is classified as a number. One million pounds. 10 million pounds. Infinity is not classified as a number, it's classified as a concept. So, if somebody is never satisfied with what they have, it's not enough. They're never going to get enough because enough is a concept if you compare it with infinity. And infinity is something that you can never reach.
Because no matter how far you get, you can still add plus one, and then plus one. So that's another trait of greedy people. He also said that greedy people are experts in manipulating people. They know exactly how to manipulate the people around them to satisfy their greed or extract what they want from them. It doesn't matter what happens to them. You know, that's not his concern. His concern, the person's concern is only their greed. And they learn these or they have these skills experts in manipulating in other manipulating other people he also said that greedy people in pursuing their material needs they know no limits they will keep going and going and going and on and on and on if in their pursuit of greed they have to tread on people it doesn't matter how many people they tread on how many people's lives they ruin, it's about me, me and me. So these are the traits that Manfred de Cat de Vries said that identify greedy people. So desire and greed go hand in hand. So if one increases their good desires, it can help in controlling one's greed. Shri Swami Narayan Bhagavan Nijay.